book eleven chapters one through six of of the love of god by saint francis de sales translated by h l sidney lear this librivox recording is in the public domain book eleven the supreme authority of love over all the soul's virtues actions and perfections chapter one all virtues are acceptable to god goodness in any garb is so pleasing to god that even when found among heathen who as saint augustine says acted from purely lower motives which produced friendship temperance honesty etc he accepted and recompensed it the egyptian midwives who took pity on the hebrews and disobeyed pharaoh's cruel command to slay their sons were rewarded of god exodus chapter one because nebuchadnezzar had served a great service against tyre without wages therefore the lord gave him the land of egypt when saint jerome draws the lesson that god rewards even heathen well-doing and daniel bade the king of babylon break off his sins by righteousness and his iniquities by showing mercy to the poor daniel chapter four verse twenty seven st paul says that the gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law romans chapter two verse fourteen and if so who can question that they do well and will be remembered of god the heathen recognized the sacredness of marriage they held it right to bring up their children to love parents and country and we may be sure that god who gave them this natural instinct accepted its fulfilment natural reason is as a good tree planted by god and though its fruits may not be compared to the fruits of grace still they are good and receive their earthly reward of god even as saint augustine says the moral virtues of the romans were rewarded by the spread and fame of their empire sin is a moral sickness which hinders the mind in great things but not in all action even as the sick man sees hears and speaks albeit sick the soul yet lying in sin is capable of such natural good works as merit their natural reward of such deeds as deserve recompense of their country and fellows the sinner is not as devils whose will is so wholly steeped in evil that it cannot frame aught that is good like the traveller who fell among thieves he lies half dead on the road leading to jerusalem and can make some feeble efforts in the right direction because he is but half dead yet he must surely perish at last unless the good samaritan tend and save him man's natural reason is sorely wounded and left half dead by sin and cannot of itself fulfil all those commandments which it is constrained to own as just knowing its duty it cannot perform the things it knows save here and there nor even so persistently without god's special help 
for our spiritual enemy is ever on the watch to overthrow man raising up countless temptations to disobey and then nature apart from grace cannot fence off the precipice he who is virtuous conquers through our lord jesus christ 1 corinthians chapter 15 verse 57 if our lord had said watch only we might think to be our own safeguard but inasmuch as he says watch and pray he warns us that except the lord keep the city the watchman waketh but in vain psalm 127 verse 2 chapter 2 love endows virtue with a power of pleasing god which by nature it cannot have it has been observed that although the strawberry plant creeps along the ground exposed to the touch of insect and reptile yet it never contracts any poisonous influence so with man's natural virtues though springing from a sin-stained earthly heart they are not necessarily sullied thereby as aristotle says virtue is a habit which cannot be abused but if such merely natural virtues are so good in themselves how is it that they are unrewarded eternally in the sinner because he is incapable of an eternal reward who is separated from god and the heavenly inheritance appertains to none save those who are joint heirs with christ nor can natural graces claim a supernatural reward the virtues practised by those who are friends of god though merely natural in their origin become supernaturalized and raised to holy works through his operation in the heart of those who perform them it is a note of friendship that makes whatever a friend does acceptable it casts a glow over all his deeds his sharp words are sweet whereas a foe's sweet words are bitter so all the good deeds of a heart which is devoted to god refer to him for the heart which has given itself can surely withhold naught else and he who offers the trees implies the offering of foliage and fruit also the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree and shall spread abroad like a cedar in libanus psalm 92 verse 11 the good man is as a tree planted by the waterside that will bring forth his fruit in due season his leaf also shall not wither and look whatsoever he doeth it shall prosper psalm 1 verses 3 and 4 not the fruit of love and flowers of its special good works alone but the very leaves of mere moral and natural virtues are influenced by the loving heart whence they spring if when grafting a rose you insert a grain of musk your roses will be scented hereafter rend your heart in penitence and let god's love enter the wound and be sure your deeds will be performed with holiness 
the spartans had a custom that if any evil man pronounced a wise counsel it should not be heeded until repeated by some one of repute and if you would sanctify the admirable moral teaching of socrates or epictetus let it be carried out by a christian soul for the love of god the lord had respect to abel and his offering the offering taking its value in his sight from the holiness of the offerer and it is because he beholds his beloved son in all the children of his adoption that everything connected with them materially and spiritually is precious to him therefore my beloved brethren says st paul be ye steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord forasmuch as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the lord one corinthians chapter fifteen verse fifty eight remember too that all good works are the work of the lord as we learn from the instance of nebuchadnezzar and his army above cited and as job though born in a heathen land was god's special servant so too moral virtues even in a sinner's heart are god's work but when these same virtues are found in the christian and lit up by love then indeed are they not in vain in the lord but fruitful and precious in his sight with love says saint augustine all things profit without it nothing profits and saint paul tells us that all things work together for good to them that love god romans chapter eight verse twenty eight chapter three some virtues achieve higher excellence than others by reason of the presence of divine love certain virtues are much more capable through their natural tendency of receiving the blessed influence of holy love and consequently of sharing in its dignity and worth chief among such are faith and hope which like charity bear immediate reference to god and devotion which together with penitence is a special offering to him these virtues so intrinsically tend to god and are so susceptible to the impressions of his love that they need only the vehicle of a loving heart to give them a share in his holiness the vine which is planted between olive trees needs no more to bear luscious grapes the mere neighborhood results in a mutual interchange of properties so great an adaptability exists between the plants almost all the flower creation rejoices in the sunshine and expands beneath those life-giving rays but above all yellow flowers and among them the sunflower chiefly do even more for they turn as the sun turns looking towards it from dawn till sunset just so all virtues receive fresh beauty and worth from divine love but faith hope the fear of god piety penitence 
and all other virtues which have special reference to him seek him and turn towards him at all times with a more intense earnestness as the sunflower turns to her god holy scripture imputes a certain saving and sanctifying power to faith hope piety the fear of god and penitence testifying that these are very precious virtues and that where they exist in a heart filled with love of god they bear fruit and multiply and surely the way in which love enhances all other virtues is clearly shown by st paul's words though i have all faith so that i could remove mountains and have not charity it profiteth me nothing one corinthians chapter thirteen verse two charity does not merely sanctify the heart wherein it dwells but likewise every grace which enters therein with it rendering all more precious in god's sight and above the rest faith hope and such virtues as have a natural tendency godward therefore before all else it behooves us to cultivate the virtues of piety and reverence of faith hope and holy fear dwelling upon heavenly things frequenting services and sacraments and the like forasmuch as divine love is fostered by all such practices and in its turn adds to their grace and merit chapter four divine love a special sanctifier of obedience rachel disappointed of her hopes of becoming a mother gave bilhah her handmaid to jacob saying still i may also have children by her genesis chapter thirty but eventually she bore sons that were her very own joseph and benjamin and herein we find a type of holy love which coming from heaven to man sometimes seems for a while to bear none of the expected fruit and which then summons other virtues to its aid but holy love will not long be barren and in due time it brings forth an active love which like joseph rules over the kingdom of affections passions and faculties subjecting all to god's will and therein fulfilling the precept thou shalt love the lord thy god with all thy heart and all thy soul and all thy strength while it also bears a tender benjamin-like love most sweet and attractive unlike however in this that its mother charity so far from dying at its birth wins a fresh life therein thus we must refer all good actions performed by the children of god to holy love either as its spontaneous fruit or as springing from its influence a great general who has won an important battle unquestionably takes and deserves the credit thereof both by reason of his personal prowess and still more as having planned and disposed all the movements of his troops 
if it so chances that certain auxiliary bands unexpectedly strengthened his hands that does not lessen his merit as though not under his special command they did but fall in with his designs but while he rightly receives the general glory of the victory the several branches of his army none the less come in for their share of credit in detail it is recorded how well the van or the guard behaved how the french or italians the germans or english fought and even individuals whose valor has been conspicuous are mentioned even so the glory of our victory over hell and our salvation is all referred to divine love which as the general of our spiritual army is the source of all those feats by which we win it rules and guides all other gifts and graces as its troops and if aught that is good is done seemingly independent of love what is really excellent therein will serve the same end and be accepted together with it and while we say speaking generally that charity bears all believes all hopes all and practically does all yet we do not mean thereby to deny that other virtues tend greatly to promote the salvation of those who practice them since we commonly speak of those who are saved by faith by almsgiving prayer etc but meanwhile it is always understood while we thus speak that all such virtues have their real power and grace through divine love whence all holiness proceeds when saint paul says that charity suffereth long and is kind believeth hopeth endureth all things he unquestionably means that it is charity which teaches patience to endure hope to look forward and faith to believe implying the additional fact that none of these virtues would have any strength unless kindled and sustained by love and this again is what st paul means when he says that without charity nothing profiteth him that is that without love neither patience kindness hope nor any other grace can attain to that fervor and reality which god requires of his true servants chapter five divine love enhances every other virtue in proportion as it is infused into them pliny describes a tree he saw at tivoli on which was grafted all manner of fruits one branch bearing cherries another walnuts figs grapes pomegranates or apples wonderful as this seems it is still more wondrous to see how all graces may be grafted upon divine love so that just as that tree might have been called a vine or a cherry or a pomegranate tree successively so charity may be fitly described as patience meekness or justice but here the parallel fails us for pliny records that the unnatural strain upon its forces caused the tree to wither and die whereas the more fruit love bears 
the stronger it grows its craving is insatiable and like rachel it is ever crying out give me children or else i die such as the graft is so will the fruit be yet nevertheless the parent characteristic will be traced through every variety and so the various graces developed in the christian's life will all bear the trace of their common source holy love which will impart its own special charm to each enhancing their original worth and beauty the darkness of night veils the loveliness of the whole flower world alike but when the sun rises and sheds its glow upon that world anew it does not alter their individual character or make them all bright alike no sunshine gives the same coloring to the rose and the violet or a similar height and dignity to the daisy and the lily yet supposing the sun to shine brightly on the violet while the rose was under a thick mist it might perchance even seem the brightest flower and if one man endures martyrdom and another the pangs of fasting with equal love it is obvious that the reward of the one cannot be so great as the other for martyrdom is intrinsically a greater offering than fasting and love does but perfect its intrinsic excellence all will admit that virginity is a higher grace than married chastity or voluntary poverty than a mere good use of riches and surely love combined with these graces can but confirm and enhance them in the souls it governs even as fruits are made sweeter without losing their natural flavor by the sugar in which they are preserved the stronger love is so much more perfect will be a man's good works and as saint paul says that it is possible even to suffer martyrdom without charity we must all admit that it may be endured with but a low degree of love and if so be sure that an insignificant act performed in the strength of ardent love is worth more in god's sight than even martyrdom itself where love is lacking thus the minor virtues of our lady st john and other great saints were of greater price before god than greater deeds of less worthy souls and the passing acts of love of seraphim are more intense than the mightiest efforts of lower angelic beings even as the scarce formed notes of the nightingale are sweeter than all other songsters of our woods pliny says that the great painter peritius took in his old age to paint only small bits of still life yet even these bore such marks of a master hand that they sold at far higher prices than other men's best works and so the small acts of humility which the great saints performed out of the abundance of their love were more acceptable to god than the mighty deeds which other men have effected with cold and loveless hearts the bride of the canicles pierced the bridegroom's heart with one lock of her hair 
which he likens for its beauty to a flock of goats that appear from gilead canticle chapter six verse five and having dwelt upon the beauty of her eyes the noblest feature of the face he turns at once to praise her hair the least enduring of her beauties as it were to show that the smallest grace is precious where love is chapter six the exceeding excellence which love imparts to those acts which spring either from itself or from other virtues had not the holy spirit vouchsafed himself to reveal in express terms through st paul how great worth holy love imparts to man's actions we should not dare to imagine it but listen to the apostle's words our light affliction which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory to corinthians chapter four verse seventeen affliction leading to glory lightness producing weight that which is momentary working for eternity what is the virtue which works these wonders men call scarlet and purple a royal garb but it is not by reason of the threads whence they are woven but for the dye which tints them so the good deeds of the christian open heaven to him yet not because of the fabric which is of man but by reason of the precious blood which dyes them the branch verily bears its clusters of grapes but only so long as it is united to the vine so the christian's virtues win eternal life only inasmuch as he is united to his head which is christ aaron's rod was dry until laid up in the tabernacle when in one night it brought forth flowers and fruit numbers chapter seventeen verse eight so we are dry worthless branches insufficient to think anything of ourselves until by the love of the great shepherd and bishop of our souls our hearts are fertilized and bring forth fruits of life eternal steep the seeds of the common tasteless melon in perfumed water and they will produce a highly flavored fruit even so we who of ourselves cannot think anything that is good may abound in good works meet for glory when our hearts are filled with love by god's holy spirit the wretched thorns of our natural field will become as golden reeds meet for the heavenly city through that and the measure of angels will be given to men in the day when the lord cometh quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be revelation chapter twenty two verse twelve glorious reward worthy of the master we serve verily had it so seemed him good he might well have demanded our obedient service without any hope of reward for we are his bounden servants and can do no good thing save through and in him but he has not so willed it rather for the sake of his dear son he vouchsafes to treat with us 
to offer us the wages of eternal life according to our temporal service not that this our service is anywise needful or profitable to him he himself has taught us when we have done all to know that we are unprofitable servants but of his great mercy he turns all we can do to our own advantage and our petty good deeds win an eternal recompense yet neither in this superabundant goodness does he fail to show forth his wisdom adhering as he does to a strict rule of justice and notwithstanding all his indulgence keeping a true balance for that which is lacking to our poverty is made up of his abundance and the holy spirit dwelling in our hearts by love so admirably works in and for us that those very deeds which seem most our own are still more his since while he produces them in us we on our part produce them through him he works for us and we work for him he cooperates with us and on our part we cooperate with him we know that the holy spirit dwells in us if we be living members of jesus christ who has said he that abideth in me and i in him the same bringeth forth much fruit john chapter fifteen verse five and he has promised to be a well of water springing up into everlasting life to whomsoever he indwelleth john chapter four verse fourteen even so the precious ointment upon the head that is christ runs down to all the faithful and fulfills the promised blessing on them that dwell together in unity with him our feeble works like the grain of mustard seed cannot be compared with the tree of glory they produce a result given to them through the agency of the holy spirit who entering our heart appropriates all we do grafting us into the heavenly tree to which he supplies sap and life and by means of our cooperation he suffers us to share in the merit and profit thereof while we attribute to him all the glory first and last being confident that he which hath begun the good work will perform it to the end philippians chapter one verse six truly it is a wondrous bargain by which we give him the frail glory of our praise and he gives us eternal glory and joy so it is that by our light temporal affliction we attain the everlasting joys of eternity amen so be it end of book 11 chapter 6